I had the pleasure of speaking to a fellow long-distance rider and chopper enthusiast by the name of Bob Marshall last week on his podcast called American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner is also the name of the book he recently published that chronicles his experience during a race across America called the Stampede, a race that sadly no longer exists. Many of you may remember this event, but for those of you who don't, it was a no-holds-barred, highly illegal chopper road race from coast to coast. And those are the words written in the magazine by one Mr. Charlie Weissel, who you get to hear today on the, the American, American Roadrunner Road Podcast. Yep, hope you enjoyed our music by me. Glad y'all could join us here today on this, the American Roadrunner podcast. Today we get to hear from the outskirts of Boulder, Colorado, from a little town called Longmont. One Miss Kayla is on the phone with us. How you doing, Kayla? Hello, Bob. Yeah, probably not, Kayla. Unfortunately. No, Kayla's not here. Damn, maybe we got the wrong number. Well, yeah, I guess you probably did. <laughs> I guarantee you. I think you'd probably be better off talking to her anyway. But she's uh, she's over in Paonia at the moment at the Brushmaster's getaway. Okay, I have no idea all the coolness you just said. My hair literally all just flew back and off my head. Let's hear <laughs> okay, all about yeah. it. What's Miss Kayla up to? Oh wait, actually, first yeah. of all, let me ask, who is Miss Kayla for, for oh, our nice. listening audience? Oh yeah, yeah, Kayla's my wife and the one who keeps me in line. Lucky. And uh, the one who sort of pokes and prods me to keep things happening. Yep. And, uh, mm. yeah, definitely my better half. and uh, Extremely talented my, artist. Oh, incredibly talented artist, and uh, which is basically what that Brushmaster's Getaway is all about. Um, it's in a little town called Paonia, Colorado. Uh, it's a little mountain town, beautiful place. And the Brushmaster's Getaway is um, basically a collective of the top uh, pinstripers and painters that have sort of been the motorcycle and automotive world. Mm. And it's a private event where people pay to go to, and they offer classes and uh, all kinds of seminars and stuff on how to become a basically a better artist. Cool. So is that how you guys met? Like, were you guys uh, doing your own motorcycle thing and you guys ran into each other? And uh... Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, yeah, we actually met in Arizona. Um, and at the time, Kayla, Kayla was living in California. I was, of course, here in Colorado. And we met in Arizona at a party called Chopper Town. That's Uh-oh. just outside of um, Payson. I guess at the time, it was actually outside of Prescott. Mm-hmm. Prescott. I like so how you actually said it correct. To all of our Arizona people who heard you say Prescott, they're like, yes, he won points <laughs> for calling it the right thing. Congra- Prescott, Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been married? Uh, coming up on two years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, that's Still really honeymooners. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. August 12th will be two years. Yeah, do you guys have any kids? Nope, no kids. Yeah, stay away from them. Yeah, yeah, no kids, but we've got four <laughs> motorcycles and a dog. So I think that's enough responsibility. Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah, well, she's a terribly, terribly talented artist, terribly talented person. It's pretty... Uh, Pretty exciting to uh, get to see all the good stuff she does. She's at uh, Inferno Art, right? That's the name of her company? Yeah, in, in, Inferno Art Studio. 
uh, which is also the website, infernoartstudio.com. Right. Yeah, I mean, mean, she's just absolutely so talented. It blows my mind. Everything she touches just kind of turns turns to gold. Except you. Um, Yeah, except for me. (laughs) I'm still waiting on that. Jeez. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Hey, does she have an Instagram tag so we can check it out or the audience can check it out while they are listening to us? Yeah, she totally does. It's uh, Kayla Inferno Art. Kayla Inferno Art. Yeah, she's a good one. Awesome. I think uh, I was. I had to remember too when I met you guys. We were in L.A. and it was probably three or four years ago. And I know our friend uh, Jesse Combs actually introduced us. We were in a bar or something, weren't we? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were. We were over there at the uh, David Mann Chopper Fest. That's right. I think it was like was it the evening before? Boy, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. That's funny. Jesse's motorcycle is actually in my garage right now. Oh, no. You're watching the wife's girlfriend's <laughs> yeah, motorcycle. Well, she, she stayed with us for a couple nights, and then she put it in New York or something. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly how, how we met. Yeah, that was crazy because I, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, how did I, and I don't remember, well, I'm trying to tell the story of how I met Jesse. And I think it was earlier that night and I'm just sitting there and she just walked up and started talking to me and I had no idea who yeah. she was. Yeah. I had no idea who she was. I think she just saw that I was a fellow land speed racer and started chatting it up and boy, she had some great stories and I realized she was the one flying the North American Eagle, which I had read about, but I didn't put together that it was her. Uh, well, she was driving the North American Eagle. You don't really fly it, even though it's a plane. I guess technically you pilot the darn craft. <laughs> right. Boy, that thing was sweet. And uh, unfortunately, one of the gentlemen who put it together, Ed, he passed away, I think, just over a year ago. Anyways, uh, she's done some really cool things in land speed racing. So we had a good land speed chat. And then she introduced yeah. me to you guys. And I think. Yeah, absolutely. All... Yeah. I mean, she's, uh, you know, incredibly talented at what she does, you know. Oh, I totally agree. And, yeah. uh, it's funny. I uh, a couple nights ago, we were just sitting around our kitchen table, and I uh, got to got to telling her about what me and you were about to do here. Yeah, and uh, she was pretty pretty pumped about it. Everybody I've told about it so far has been uh, pretty excited. Well, we have we haven't so, gone public with it yet, so we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about it. We don't want people to know I, I, we're we're getting married. <laughs> no, oh, good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah, we should probably keep that quiet for well, the last second. That's right. That's right. We'll keep we'll keep all the listeners in limbo for a minute. Yeah. I'm actually real excited to talk about your book. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, well, I remember last time we spoke several months ago on one of the earlier podcasts that we did. Uh, you're real excited about telling me that uh, you were putting together a book, which I love. I love to hear. I love it when people tell me about the books they're putting together, but I'm going to be real honest when I say it doesn't always come to fruition. Uh, But I reckon it looks like yours actually did because it's on pre-order right now. That's Uh, correct. It's on pre-order on uh, Mm infernoartstudio.com, and then will be available to purchase June 12th on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and again, uh, InfernoArtStudio.com. So, yeah, so June 12th is the official release date. And, you know, this is a book we've been working on a long time now. Now, what's it called? Uh, it's called Roads Are for Journeys, Motorcycling Through Europe. Man, that's bitching. <laughs> yeah, and the idea being that Roads Are for Journeys will, will always stay 
And then as we do other trips that we feel like are worthy of writing a story about, the, the second part will change. Great. So the Roads of Our Journeys will hopefully become a, uh, a series. And it's quite the, really the tabletop book. I think you guys have quite the, it's a hardback, black and, uh, I'm sorry, color, non-black and white. Just It's like all color pages or something, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's all color. There's, there's over 150 photos in there. Wow. Um, wow. And then, you know, plenty of plenty of reading as well. So, you know, we tell stories about all kinds of things. You know, we talk about food, culture, places we've stayed, um, just sort of the overall insight and kind of how we took the trip and kind of, you know, from my side, and then she writes about it from her side. <clears throat> And so we, we, we sort of shared the load on the actual writing part of it. I, I did probably 70% of the writing, mm. but Kayla did, you know, the rest of it. So we, we definitely kind of, I think it will be good for the reader to get sort of two perspectives, you know, a little bit from her and a little bit from me. Well, I think it's a damn dream come true, getting to write a book with your partner. Holy hell. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously, you guys are rocking it. Yeah, and it helps having some you know person like her to do this with because she's so creative, right? That she's able you know to take those stories and all the photos and and put them into a, a presentable book, you know, where you know if I were to try to do that, it would just be a total mess. Yeah, I I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally agree. Well, and I, I I give you a ton of credit. I think. Uh, even on pre-order, it's a good forty dollars. Yep. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, that's really good, man. Are, are you guys going to be doing any kind of limited editions, like any signed copies? If people go to your website and pre-order, or what kind of things like that are you going to be doing? Yeah, we are doing signed copies for nice. anybody who pre-orders. Nice. Perfect. And then, of course, you know, if we hand the hand the book to you on site, you know, we'll we'll sign something in there as well. The artwork of American Roadrunner can be found by The Bow Monster. That's The Bow Monster on Instagram. Also check out www.bomonster.com. The Bow Monster. Cool. Do you have any events planned where you're going to be signing in person, like any bookstores or uh, motorcycle events? We don't at the moment, um, but that is definitely something we need to start thinking about. Yeah, I know somebody to talk to about that. This guy, Bob, he's really good at doing those uh, motorcycle event book promotions. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah gotten... but he's kind, of, he's kind of a hack. I don't know if I would take his advice. He's kind of a hack. Now we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is great. You're right. He, he does get a bunch of attractive women to uh, sit around the booth and attract people, and uh, then then oh, the book just flies I, off I just the shelves. I assumed you paid him. <laughs> exactly. He pays exactly. him compliments. <laughs> Uh, well, that and and that's the way to do it. But I, uh, you know, I obviously I wrote my book by myself. Uh, but boy, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we are definitely open to any sort of advice on how to navigate this. So, you know, the, the first step for us, I think, was just trying to get the thing finished. Yeah, because you know, between both of us working full time, and then you know the monthly articles for Cycle Source magazine, and, right, and then of course all of our time on the road, it's. Sometimes it feels like the amount of time that we had to actually commit to it at home was so limited, which is why I feel like it took so long to actually get it finished. But well, now that it is finished, it's like, okay, it's done. Let's just stop and pause and focus on that. And then now let's think about the next step as how to actually get it out there. 
So I don't, should you tell him, Brian, or should I? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. This is your new child. You get to nurture it. Uh, you guys already know. Kayla's put out a few books already. Uh, yeah, she has. Yeah, different uh, artwork books and, and uh, photographic books. Uh, really good stuff. I think there was one she wrote with Jesse Combs, like a nonfiction young child adventure story. Yeah, that was that kid's book that they did together. Yeah, well, what was that book called? Um. Joey and the Chopper Boys. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I, I hadn't gotten to collect yeah. that one yet, but I need to pick that yeah, one so up. Yeah, so Jesse did the, did the writing for that, and then Kayla did all the illustration for it. Man, that's good stuff. Can I ask you some uh, writer's questions? Sure. Okay, so what is your process? Um, uh, like, how do you write? Where do you write? Like, how do you get into that mindset yeah. that, that makes you explore your thoughts and put them onto paper? Man... I'll tell you what, it's not easy. Um, you know, for example, like my articles for Cycle Source, what that I do every month, it's, for me, it's a, this process of sort of thinking about it for two or three weeks. And then the, the process of actually getting it out of my head and on the paper is relatively quick. Hmm. The hard part is trying to figure out what do I want to write about? How do I want to say it? What am I, what am I really trying to say kind of beyond the, just the story and what i what i find is that once i sort of figure out the the, the basis of what i want to say then it, then i pretty much just lock myself into my bedroom where i can't be bothered mm, you know nice. it's quiet okay and then uh i can just hammer through it so you you find a good theme and then from there it kind of writes itself yeah for the most part i mean i, I would actually go as far as to say that I, I tend to write most of it in my head before it, it before it ever even comes out on the paper. So we, we would call that gestation. That's when the baby's growing before it's even born. Exactly. Cool. And do you self-edit or do you have somebody else who uh, helps you out with that part of the process? No, I do it all myself. Oh, that's difficult. <laughs> we are our own yeah. worst judges. So yeah. like, you it know. It really is. I have to force myself to slow down and read each and every word, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what I like to do when I'm editing um, is I will print it out in a different font, and that way I'm looking at it with new eyes, and mm. it looks like something that I didn't write. It looks like something somebody else wrote, so it's a lot easier to be an objective reader when it seems like it's somebody else's stuff. Wow, that's yeah, that's good. an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah I'll try, try that. Well, although, okay. yeah, Charlie just said he hammers it out, so I suspect you wrapped it on a typewriter first, right? <laughs> Are you wrapping yeah. it on a typewriter? Yeah, yeah. I'm still working on a typewriter, and I, and then I tie, tie it around the deck of a pigeon, Oh, and I send it off to Pennsylvania. Shit. I freaking walked into that, didn't I? I do like the different font idea. Yeah, for me, I blow it up to 150% on the laptop, and that way it looks really big. That's how I kind of go through my edits myself. That's after I type it on a typewriter. But Yeah, um, no, I do all my writing on an iPad. Actually. Ooh. Oh, no way. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I do everything on an iPad. I don't have a laptop. and we have, I mean, we have a desktop here at home, but... Mm -hmm. You know, with the iPad, I can stuff it into a saddlebag, and I can I can do it wherever I want. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and I'll I'll I'm happy to always remind everybody. Most of my book I wrote on my phone, and I would uh, just kind of write it, uh, do my rough draft that way, and then when I got home, then I'd sit down mm -hmm. with it on my little laptop and uh, put yeah, it together. Yeah, definitely. For me. Yeah, I mean it's convenient, and you know it's always right there in your pocket. So if you think of something, 
Right. You know, and you want to get it down before you forget. Right. Yeah. Technology is great. Easy way to record those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Technology is great if if you're able to use it in all these different ways. Uh, Personally, part of what I like to do is I like to put my phone on dictate and and I'll brainstorm some ideas and just speak them into the phone and it'll come out really rough and scrambled. But from there, usually I'll find an idea in its truest form and then from there I'll pick it up and I'll start writing and stuff like that. So I've, I've found that between dictating, you know, just saying the story out loud and also going back and then writing it, you know, uh, you're using like almost like two different parts of your brain. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, it's funny. It's interesting you, you bring that up, actually, because I, I, at one point I was having a thought that maybe is not as far fetched as I think it is. I was like, man, how cool would it be if you could, you know, because you know, like on, on helmets, you know, you can use those Cena Bluetooth things that have a microphone on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, how cool would it be if you could connect that to your phone, so as you're zipping down the road, you can talk into it and have it automatically dictate onto the phone. Well, I, I told Bob to do something like that for the podcast, but he said all you would hear is <laughs> from the wind rushing by, so I don't know how well you're going to be able to hear your own thoughts. Yeah, I, I rock the three-quarters helmet still. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the problem. You need yeah. a full-face helmet, yeah. Well, then how would I drink my coffee and eat my beef jerky and smoke my cigarettes? Like, these are all questions to be answered. So. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pull, like, a little mouth flap. Right, right. Maybe get uh, get it all through a hose or something. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, uh, you have to drill a hole in the front for your cigarette to right. slide the cigarette through. It would be worth it to try and figure out how to do that because I, I know personally whenever I've ridden a bicycle, I kind of go into a meditative state with my thoughts and I have some really good ideas. And if I had a pad of paper that I could write that stuff down while I'm riding a bike, I'm, I'm sure I would be a much better writer. So if you can harness that thought process and hook a mic up to to your helmet while you're writing, I think that would be a, a really, a really good thing for you. Yeah, I agree. I should look into it. Yeah. I, I, and you know, I've looked at it a few times where I've stopped and, you know, just punched out a few things on, I, I use Google docs on my phone. I'll admit that I really, I don't use Microsoft. I use Google docs. So I'll pull it up and just write some notes. And I figure if it's good enough to remember for half an hour, an hour, you know, two hours between fuel stops, then, then it, maybe it's worth keeping, but I bet you I've lost a lot of stuff, stuff that I've thought of (laughs) and then, you know, gone from there. But yeah, it's a good idea. That's for sure. And you can dictate into your phone and it'll, I know Tracy has a program where we record the podcast here and the whole time the phone's telling her all the words we're saying. So that way she can go back and edit it as needed. Yeah. So I know the technology is available. Uh, yeah, you, I'm sure it's available. I'm just not very good at that technology stuff. Yeah, yeah, me neither, I reckon. Do you have a Senna? I, I do. Uh-huh. Uh, I've used it for nothing more than playing music. Yeah, that's what I use mine for, too, as I well. I mean, it can do all kinds of cool stuff. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to operate it, though. I've never, t- well, I, sh- I take that back. I've never taken the time to figure out how to truly operate it. I just connected to my phone and stream Pandora, and then yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah, I connect it to my phone and listen to audiobooks. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm a little dorkier with it, but it it works out pretty well. <laughs> it works out pretty darn well. Speaking of, uh, I actually just downloaded a few books because I have a journey I'm going on soon enough, on road. 
So I'm happy to announce that Charlie and I are not getting married. <laughs> uh, he's already married, and I'm never getting married again. We can totally defunct that rumor. It is not true. Charlie and I are not getting married. He's not my type anyways. He's got the whole beard thing going on and kind of gross. You're kind of you're kind of <laughs> skinny. Scratchy. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you have a beard too, Bob. I don't know if you looked in the mirror yeah, lately. Yeah, exactly. Not not we, into we'd it. We'd probably get stuck together like Velcro. Yeah. Oh, God. Now Velcro or sandpaper. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> so a while back, Charlie and I were chatting it out, and uh, we were trying to figure out who was faster, so we came up with a way to... Uh, to figure out the answer and just a quick shout out to one of our riverside locals speed king cycles steve and amy can hook you up with all your custom needs for harleys and beyond speed king cycles here in riverside i hear they might also be carrying one acclaimed book american roadrunner check them out riverside speed king cycles and that way is pretty darn simple charlie and i are going to be racing we're both going to be doing the ride 1k in a day uh we're going to end up in Coos Bay for the Oregon run, the first night of the Oregon run. So we'll be racing Friday, the 28th of this month, which is June, right? Am I saying that right? Friday, June 28th? And yep, that's right. Yeah. And so he's going to be starting in, what city are you starting in? I'm going to be starting in Salt Lake City. Okay. At uh, Hampton Inn, I think, right? You're really doing it up. You're staying somewhere super cool. Yeah, well, a hotel there somewhere in Salt Lake City. I just got the official, I got, I just got the official address for the destination in my email, so I had to adjust the starting point a little bit. Really? Originally, I was going to start in Park City, but then once I got the actual address, I mapped that out, and uh, so I had to readjust a little bit. So I moved it up a little bit further west to Salt Lake City. Okay. What's going to be your total miles from uh, Salt Lake City to the address in Coos Bay? 1,009. That's really good because I think I'm up at 1,032, but it'll all work out real well. I'm pretty excited. And I get yeah. to uh, I get to jump up kind of the long way to Bakersfield, and then I'm going to cut up to Reno. And you and I will be on similar roads from Reno on. Yeah, so. once we hit Reno, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to be on the exact same route. That'll be nice, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing you broken down on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking forward to seeing you get those get a flat tire on those tacks I was going to throw on the road. Nice. <laughs> it's starting to sound like uh, Wiley Coyote and the Road Runner right here. Yeah, well, yeah, I, have, I have no problem sabotaging. <laughs> you can try. I run those uh, bulletproof tires on my cop scoot. That's the benefit of those. You can get those huh. bulletproof tires. So well, then I'll bring. Well, then I'll bring actual bullets and test oh, that. <laughs> Start shooting at my tires. Uh, yeah, they're a little heavy, but uh, apparently they're bulletproof. They'll run when they're out of air. Uh, that's hilarious. No, Charlie, I'm really looking forward to running this little challenge with you. I think we're going to totally rock it. I'm excited to see some choppers out flying down the freaking highway. And uh, who knows, man? Who knows who's going to win? That's going to be the exciting part. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been talking to Kayla about this quite a bit, you know, and I'm, I just keep telling her, I was like, this is going to be a challenge. <laughs> like Bob's actually done this stuff before, you know, mm. 99% of the chopper riders out there. Most of them have never done a thousand mile day. Yeah. Even fewer have raced it. Yeah. There's only, there's only a handful of guys that would even, even consider taking that on. So of course, you know, after you brought it up, you know, there's no way I was going to say no. <laughs> 
Now, Charlie, when when you do these kind of rides, do you ever document it? Do you do you uh, take pictures and post them on Instagram or Facebook or any of your other social media as you're doing it? Uh, as I'm doing like the thousand mile days. Yeah. You know, kind of depends on. Uh, I mean, yeah, some, sometimes, sure. Okay. Uh, there's been times. There's been times I haven't. Um, sometimes I was not in the mood. Sometimes I'm in a hurry and don't want to take the time. Okay. Uh, but you know, other times I've done all kinds of documentation about it. Well, I'm yeah. gonna, well, I'm gonna recommend to our audience who's gonna hear this before the actual race that they need to check in on your Instagram and the American Roadrunner Instagram to. Uh, Check out your stories and uh, listen to all the shit talking that's going to go on live uh, back and forth, you know, while you guys are doing this thousand mile journey. There'll be no shit talking. I don't talk shit. <laughs> Everything I say is very true. Yes, you do. You've already started. Listen, you're like half the man I am. So good. <laughs> by half, I mean, you're probably 130 pounds, but I think you're going to. You're you're gonna do your very best, and I'm excited to see what your very best is, young man. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to this. Ah. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you. Well, actually, I got really excited when I realized that we we're both going through Reno. Yeah. And Reno's pretty much the halfway point as well. Yeah. So I thought, man, okay. So once we hit Reno, we're both on the same road. Yeah. Well, and Which I could get interesting. Well, and I promise, I know, <laughs> boy, I wish I had a dollar for every time someone asks me this, but the answer is you and I will not see each other. We will not see each other at all, no matter. Oh, I find it very unlikely, yeah, that yeah. we'll see each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be so far ahead of you. <laughs> nice. Well, Here Bob's we go. going to put the uh, cop lights on his motorcycle again, so if in the rearview mirror you see somebody flashing to pull... To pull over, it's go just very, Bob. Yeah, go it's very Bob fast. trying to pass you. That's all that is. That's right. <laughs> yeah, go as fast as you is. can to run away from the lights, Charlie. Run yeah, away like from the, the lights. I feel, like I feel like there should be a rule that says you can't use cop lights to get around traffic. <laughs> no, no, rules aren't. No, nah, we got too many rules in this world as it is. <laughs> I'm not up for rules. Just a few simple rules. The chopper thing is yeah, good. Hard, yeah, hardtails only. Right. Can't have a windshield. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no soft motor mounts, no chase yeah, vehicles. Yeah, no soft motor mounts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no chase vehicles. Well, we'll make it happen. It'll be a good one, and I'm excited to see. You know, I've never raced just a thousand miles, so I'm pretty excited about it. I've always raced three thousand miles, and when you're racing a good three thousand miles, that's when people start dropping off, and it really turns into a mental. Right? Yeah, it's all <laughs> mental after that point, and it's mechanical as well. Can your bike go that far, that fast, etc. Yeah, that's one part I'm worried about. I was like, geez, hope my bike holds up. Yeah, me too. I'd really hate to have it blow up in between your legs and you come, you finish, <laughs> yeah. you finish without I mean, I, any I, nuts. I really don't think I'll have any issues, but that being said, that motor's got a lot of miles on it too, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My uh, And I've got that fresh new donor, donor that probably only has seventy or 80,000 on it, so. I'm, oh, do you really? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, my motor's got, well, since the last rebuild, it's been 85,000 miles. Yeah. Adds up. Adds up quick. Well, I think it'll, it'll do just fine. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, you probably should not go over 60 miles an hour. That'd be my advice. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'll adhere to that advice. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I'm going to try, try to keep it over 90 the whole way. Cool. Hey, I'm looking at uh, your article <laughs> in Cycle Source. Um, your motorcycle, <laughs> is that the one that you're going to be riding? Uh, or do you have another one in mind that you're going to be riding for, for this trip? One thing at a time, most of the time. Check out our friend Jake with the Flying Dutchman Co. With all your motorcycle and customization needs, that's the Flying Dutchman Co. 
You can find him on Instagram and YouTube at The Flying Dutchman Co. Nope, it's that one. It's that one? Okay. Yeah, his slung yep. out chop with the, uh, the forks that are 28 feet long <laughs> and the car car <laughs> rear tire. Oh, did you ever score a spare fuel cell? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. This is great. <laughs> I love it. This is great. It's probably 28 gallons. <laughs> He's probably never going to have to stop for fuel. Yeah, I'm actually just pulling a trailer full of fuel. <laughs> that's great. It's just all hopping down the road behind you. I love it, man. Oh, that's killer. Well, you're going to have a good time, and I'm excited to see how it works out for you. And uh, Yeah, it's going to get interesting, too. If you look at the end of that route, it starts to get pretty curvy, and I think it ends on dirt. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it does. I think you're going to wash out and so, eat crap, so good Yeah, luck. so right there, at the, right there at the very end when we're both exhausted, we're going to come into the, some tight, narrow, twisty dirt roads. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, uh, it's quite the campground up there. And I don't, I don't remember what the campground's called. I just got the info the other day from that guy, Adam, who puts on the Oregon run. Uh, I know you yeah, did I don't as know well. Either. He gave me the address, but it, from what I could tell, it isn't a campground. Man, I bet you he gave you the wrong address so I could win. I'm, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> it's like up in the hills, though, on a dirt road, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it seemed like it is because I look at it on Google Maps, you know, like the satellite view, and it just looks like a forest. Like there's nothing there. If you arrive and there's two guys with shovels and a shallow uh, a hole, nice. turn around and turn go around. the other way. <laughs> go, yeah. back to, hear, go back to the city proper. <laughs> oh, my God. The city proper of Coos Bay. <laughs> Although he did say coming in from the east is the way to go. Just coming, on the, coming from the east, not from Coos Bay. Yeah, he said go through Coos Bay that direction. Otherwise, you'd be like two hours of dirt. Oh, no. I think he said coming through Coos Bay, you get two hours of dirt. So you should go the other way, Charlie. Are, are you misleading him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really think he is. Uh, Charlie feels misled now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to write some directions on my tank and hope for the best. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm that's, excited. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, because uh, none of the GPSs keep up on the choppers. They just crap out. They get all bent out of shape. The electronics crap out. So it's never worked for yep. me. So I'm I'm really excited to see how it all turns out for us. So I hope you survive. What did uh, yeah? What did Jesse have to say about it? Well, she was pumped about it. She was like, "No way! Thousand mm. mile race on the road. That sounds awesome." Yeah. Well, we'll have yeah. to get, we'll have to get her on it someday. Who's Jesse? Ah, uh, Jesse Combs. Who's Jesse Combs? Your turn, Charlie. Oh, uh, well, uh, first off, she's a good friend of ours. Yeah. She's, um, she's uh, I mean, I'd say one of the one of the world's best female race car drivers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really describing her right, but you know, she's done Baja 1000, yeah, and King of the Hammers and. Land yeah. speed records and all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, pretty much, the, pretty much, pretty much the stuff that the rest of us only only dream about doing. Well, and that's it. And I think she inspires a lot of people to do some really some really bitching stuff. She also has that. Uh, uh, she does those welding classes where she. Yeah, the re- real deal. Yeah, the real deal. That's, that's what, she what calls it is. that. Oh, kinda. you know, you know what I know. Yeah, yeah, Kayla's actually a part of that too. Um, uh, Again, I hope I described this right, but I, I mean, I would, I would say it's basically females touching, <laughs> females, females touching metal. All right. 
let's go with that. <laughs> you just got Tracy to piss her pants. <laughs> Holy heck. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think the goal is to inspire females to get into the trade. That's right. Just a quick thanks to one of our sponsors and friends, one Mr. Curtis Morgan with Ride One Can a Day. He's getting the app put out. Check him out on the Instagram, Ride One K in a Day. Challenge yourself, Ride One K in a Day. I hope that's right. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. And I just, I just turned around and remembered I've got this, uh, I've got this cork board full of uh, cool land speed stuff, and somewhere near the top, I actually got a picture of her that she signed for me back in the day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's got a great picture of her uh, in her flat suit. Uh, oh, it's not that helmet. picture of the girl that's dressed as a cat for Halloween. That's not her. No, no, that's my that one. That's my son. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell. It's somebody dressed as a cat. That's right. <laughs> he points to this corkboard. I'm like, oh, okay. Somebody is a cat. All yeah. right. No, I sounds I, like a cool person. <laughs> I still got a picture of her up on the wall. That's funny. And I I got to run into her at that girls moto show in uh, L.A. there a few months ago. Well, maybe six months ago. Anyway, she's she's doing real well. It's good to catch up with her. So. I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. Glad you all got to hang out for a minute. Yeah. So you think you're up for this race? You going to be okay? Oh, I'm going to be more than okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You're not going to need anything. You're not going to fall down no, no, and get no. any boo boos. <laughs> no, no. I I eat, sleep, and breathe choppers and big miles and fast speeds. Nice. Hey, uh, Charlie, what do you do to prepare for something like this? Um, do you eat a big meal beforehand, or do you fast? Um, how do you mentally prepare for a, a 1,000-mile trip? You know, I, I think, honestly, what what I do is I just break it into small segments. You know, you when go. I leave and get on the bike at, you know, pretty much 4 in the morning every time I do it, I, 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 I break it into, like, 100-mile segments. Okay, and so I you like stop for a couple miles minutes. At a time. Okay, you know instead of trying to look at it as I'm gonna go do a thousand miles, you know that can be a little bit daunting. Mm. You know I just, just kind of set little milestones along the way and it's like, okay, I'm 100 miles. Let's aim for the next town. That's 120 miles up the road. Okay, cool, I got there. Let's aim for the next town. Cool. Yeah, that's a good. Way. Into little small manageable sections. Yeah, that's a good way to break it down. I do tell you, though, I always like to eat a really big meal right before I take off and drink lots of iced tea. So if you eat a really big meal and drink lots of iced tea, you should be good to go. <laughs> What's so funny, Brian? Yeah, right. What's so funny? Nobody, no, nobody believes me? I don't, I, don't, I don't tend to eat much, honestly. Yeah. You know, Bob gets this funny look in his eye when he's thinking of sabotage. Yeah, I know he is. I'm not falling <laughs> for any of this. If you no. can see it right now, he's winking at me. No sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think what you should do, Bob, well, here's what I would do. I would drink like five Red Bulls. Nice. R- like right before you get on the bike. <laughs> and then just be sipping coffee the whole way. Oh, then, you know, they say like, what is it, like a liter of water an hour is the best way to do it. That's the best. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. And a lot of dried fruit. Need a damn condom catheter to keep up with all that. Holy hell. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be hilarious. a lot of dried fruit. I love it. Yeah, eat, eat lots of apricots. Well, and that is yeah. that is a downfall. I know Charlie wears a suit, and I wear overalls, so it's not very convenient for us to stop and use the bathroom. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm yeah, not, I'm not too worried about. It. I have a plan. Yeah, well, that's a good one. You're leaving at four in the morning, so I got to leave at three in the morning. I think that's pretty asshole of you, but hey, I'll take it. 
I think I'm doing you a favor. Oh, you're so sweet. And that's because of the time difference, correct? Yeah. Yeah, the time difference. Exactly. Yeah. So you start in the central time zone. Bob starts in the Pacific time zone. Yeah. I'll be in the mountain time zone. Oh, mountain time zone. I'm sorry. Central is like yeah. way far away. One over. <laughs> One over. Not too far away, but enough. Yeah. Well, Seriously enough, though, I, I will. I should hit that Bob's time zone relatively soon. Yeah. I have to look at a map. I'm not quite sure where the time changes over there. No, and that's always a downfall to race in east. Yeah, that would um, mess me up personally. I, I oh, would lose yeah. track of time, you know, trying to do the adding and subtracting. Ooh. You know, math isn't my strong suit, even if it's plus or minus one. Yeah, no, mine mine either. And I usually, uh, I just haul ass. I don't worry about what time it is. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to visit my mother out in Phoenix, Arizona for Christmas. And she's like, hey, you going to be here for dinner? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I'll be there around six. Then I arrive and she's like, you're an hour late. Dinner's <laughs> cold. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And uh, yeah, oh, I have great. no idea that, you know, Arizona doesn't doesn't do the whole time change thing like California does. Yeah, which makes it really weird. Like, you know, for us, well, I guess it'd be the same, same for you, too, I suppose. For us, you know, half the year we're the same time as them. Mm-hmm. The other half are not. Right. Right. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, Ca- California voted to uh, possibly change that. We'll see if they decide to. They didn't. They didn't vote to change it. They voted for the legislature to decide if they want to change it. So we might get rid of that uh, in the next year or two. Fingers crossed. Okay. So then you guys can leave at the same time, I guess. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah. <clears throat> that. Yeah, I don't know if that part really matters too much. That's your anything for Bob. That actually helps because because uh, you. One extra hour of not having to think about traffic. Well, and I was going over that. Yeah, I'm going to hit some traffic in Bakersfield. They don't have much traffic, so I'll be good. More so, I'm worried about the traffic in Reno. So, but In uh, Reno? Yeah, but uh, I think you and I will both be hitting it at the same time. And being from California yeah. like I am and having all the cop lights, I'm really good at splitting lanes. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to probably sit in traffic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't uh, don't be afraid to split lanes when you're in California. Just throwing it out there. Oh, absolutely not. I will not be. Yeah, well, it, it it'll be a good one for us, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. That's for sure. I mean, if you finish the race and all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll wait for you to get there. Don't worry, we'll hang out. I uh, appreciate it. Hey, so uh, what's at stake? Um, what is the winner going to win and what is the loser going to have to do to degrade themselves at the end of this race? This is wrong. Yeah, you know, we haven't really uh, discussed anything like that. No, we just came up with a good battle plan to, heck, we, we just got the route figured out yesterday, so. Yeah, I, I yeah, think. Although, I think although the, people have been asking me, so, you know, what's the point of this? What, you know, is there a prize at the end? And I'm just like, no, this is just pure well, I, bragging rights. I think the loser should uh, have to do something degrading, whether it's wearing a sash that says first. This is hilarious. First loser, you know, or uh, or wearing like a ballerina skirt on the way home. I don't know. Oh, my God. Charlie's going to wear a skirt anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, having that breeze up your kill, it's probably going to keep you cool uh, when it's uh, really yeah, hot yeah. out, huh? Exactly. Yeah, you need that across across Nevada when it's yeah. 110 degrees. Yep. <laughs> well, I think uh, when you get there too, you're, what what date is your book coming out? June 12th. June 12th. So I think everybody there is going to want a copy. So you're going to want to bring a good hundred copies of your book. I wouldn't mind getting a signed copy. 
He's trying to load up your yeah. bike right now. <laughs> yeah. So just bring yeah. like yeah. just bring like a hundred copies so everyone else can buy a copy off you. You'll have lots of cash and uh, you'll yeah, be golden. Yeah. See if I can stuff those books around my my. Uh, 80-gallon auxiliary fuel tank. 80 gallons? Well, I was going to say, you know, the uh, the you know the long front of your bike, you can probably get a really long, maybe like a TV box, you know, a flat TV screen box, put this it right in between the uh-huh. forks, and then fill that with like 100, 100 books. It might look a little weird, but I think it can fit. It I think rocking. it's doable. Yeah. yeah. This is rocking it. This is great. <laughs> ah, this is great. Well, I'm pretty excited about your book, Charlie, and uh, I'm excited to see your face when you lose a thousand mile race against Bob Marshall. <laughs> and uh, I'm even more excited uh, to have graced uh, the pages of Cycle Source with you writing an article about me. And more so, I really enjoy in the article how you relate the cool shit that you do. You're so to humble. The cool shit that I do. Bob, you're just so humble. It's a good article, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love your article about me, Charlie. It's, That's right. it's awesome. You make me sound better than I really am. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. So, if y'all haven't picked it up yet, well, I reckon it's off uh, the newsstands now. I it's all well deserved, Bob. Nah, I appreciate you, my friend. And, Charlie, one more time for all the listeners that do want to get a pre order copy of your book. Um, I'm sure there's a limited number. How can they uh, message you and uh, get that money to you so you can get a limited edition book signed? Yeah, you can order that on infernoartstudio.com. Perfect. Uh, find the link for books and go from there. And are you those signed copies, are you going to have like numbered signed copies so they're really collectible? Mm, no, we're planning on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. I mean, it can only increase the value with all the all of our listeners who are going to want to get that first run. I would just number yeah. them all number one, and that way they're worth <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah, they're all just number one. They're well, that's one. not hard for Bob. He can only count to ten. So yeah, I just go one to ten and then start over again. <laughs> I want to make Bob number eleven. That'd really confuse him. <laughs> no. Yeah, that'd be way too much. Way, way too much for me. I'm pretty excited. And you guys yeah. have your own Instagram too for the book. Uh, Roads are for journey. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can reach out to me on Instagram if you want. Right. And uh, that is Charlie traveling chopper nice nice and then the book itself has its own instagram roads are for journeys roads are for journeys yeah, yeah exactly. that's a good one man it's a that's... great title i'm glad you grabbed that yeah 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 it really yeah, that was kayla's idea that was, a, that was a good one well i'm sure it was kayla's idea i don't think you're smart yeah, enough to come mine. up with something that good <laughs> holy heck sake, i'm not that creative that's right well, that's good stuff. I'm glad uh, Kayla's out freaking rocking life. I really think they should be paying her if she's there. She should not be paying for it, but that's just my opinion. But it sounds like she's having a good time. Bummed we missed her. Yeah. We were looking forward to chatting with her way more than we were looking forward to chatting with you. But we'll take <laughs> what we can get. In the meantime, Charlie, big thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. And uh, holy heck, man, we're going to be uh, hanging out with you in a few weeks here. So. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and we'll see you in a few weeks. That's right. Okay, for all the rest of you, keep your rubber side down. This has been American Chopper. Enjoy the music of Meek. See ya. And I have no idea why I said American Chopper. This has been the podcast American Roadrunner. Hope you all enjoyed the good joke. Again, till then, rubber side down. We'll talk to you soon, my fellows. Have a good one.
see.